I'm the only child of a single mother. My mom, Judy, was a waitress at a diner owned by her parents, my Nana and Pops. Pops died of lung cancer when I was eight. The Foxtrot Donut Shop in Framingham, Massachusetts closed when I was 12. Nana died just this March. I know nothing is forever, but I'm not close with either of my parents. At all. Yes, not even my mother. It happens. But the clock is ticking for them. And I have to decide soon if we're ever going to talk again, or if the last time I saw them was indeed the last time. I hate our bodies. I hate them. Accident, age, disease, they're all ultimatums. Do or do not. Fuck you, Yoda. Fuck you, biology. This is Stupid Human Suits. Human Suits, everybody. Uh, my name is Carol. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Sean Crespo. I'm your other host. And the two of the hosts here are married. Yes, we are married. For now. For, For now. now. Nothing is forever. No. That, that's <laughs> not, what this whole thing is not about. Not our really. bodies, not our marriage. <laughs> uh, so uh, uh, fans of Stupid Human Suits already know this, but you know, for, the, for the uninitiated, yeah. we'll go ahead and explain. Which are like five of you. Most yeah. of you watch and listen to this. Uh, so th- this uh, podcast is sort of a... Sean and I working out our own mortality with our friends and uh, and people we admire. Um, some are both friends and people we admire, like oh, today's guest. you suck it up to Eric. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just, but, he's uh, purring like a kitten over there. You got him already. <laughs> but this is, a, this is sort of the place for us to talk about the stuff that um, feels uncomfortable to talk about in your daily life or the... Yeah. The creepy shit that you're too embarrassed to bring up. So we like to just get yeah. out here and do that. It's now. like when you ask somebody, how are you? Your answer just has to be, I'm fine. Yeah. You can't actually go, I don't know, I'm thinking about death all the time and I don't know what's going on with my body. Like they go, whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa, just say fine. That's the end of our conversation. Goodbye. This is a snapshot of every conversation, Sean. Yeah, this really is, which is a big part of why we're doing this, so I can get this out of my system. But, uh, Sean, would you like to introduce our esteemed guest? Let me do that. Eric Bergstrom is a stand-up comedian and illustrator. His cartoons have appeared in The New Yorker, and his Cthulhu-themed photo header on Twitter is the best thing on Earth right now. (laughs) It's true. Check it out. His Comedy Central half hour aired yesterday, Friday, September 23rd. Yesterday, as of when we recorded. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Check it out. It's fantastic. You can see his weekly stand-up show live from outer space at the Cobra Club in Brooklyn. Eric is also a cancer survivor of stage four Hodgkin's lymphoma. That's a plot twist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a classic hero of a thousand faces. Always give your hero stage four Hodgkin's. <laughs> Sorry. It's in the book. It's in the book. No, it's the, it's the hero cycle. Right yeah. there. We all know this. Classic. Anybody's a real writer, Carol. Pardon I am. Me. I am now a hero. <laughs> I thought you were always a hero. Oh, thank you. <laughs> but well, yeah, welcome, Eric. Thanks thank for you. Joining. Thank you for having me. I good to see you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for those who don't know, uh, Eric, uh, Eric and I have the same voiceover agency, and uh, uh, Eric has a very wonderful, unique voice. It's very deep. It's rich. It has a lot of notes. It's like a great wine. <laughs> and so uh, we're going to ask Eric before we kick off. We're going to keep anything. talking and not let him speak so well, you don't get Well, to- we're going to ask him right now to, uh, because uh, we don't get to hear enough of uh, Eric on uh, the radio or on TV. Uh, we're going to ask him to read a uh, promo for, randomly, MacGyver. Is this supposed to be excited or is it you know, supposed just, to? Uh, I, you know, give it some flavor, but, it, you know, it's pretty standard. Not too announcery, but it really okay. needs to, like, okay. we need to feel. Okay, okay. <laughs> I don't ever do particularly well on these auditions. I should put in no, I don't okay. understand well, how you are a, not a famous voiceover person. This is a practice. I have an accent. Oh, okay. Fair what? enough. Yeah. I do. Okay. 
What'd you say? I said it's practice. Right? Oh, oh, yeah. 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 Tonight on MacGyver, MacGyver diffuses a volatile theocracy using only a spritz of Febreze and Tangelo. Only on CBS. <laughs> oh my God. That's pretty good. I, yes. What is Tangelo? It's like a Tangelo. It's like, a, it's like an orange, but a tangerine. A Tangelo. No. Oh, the ones that are easy to peel? Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm going to name my baby. <laughs> Tangelo. <laughs> Because <laughs> it's gonna be Tangelo, get over here. Because it's gonna be tan, and it's gonna have bones like Jello for a while. It's gonna Sorry. be great. I didn't eat calcium for five years. Sorry. <laughs> What's the matter? But uh, yeah, so if any uh, executives from CBS are listening, um, I, I really think you should uh, hire Eric for Eric your next. Eric is available to do all your promotions. All your MacGyvering. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just MacGyver, nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, uh, you know, one of the first questions I wanted to ask you because this is something that um i've thought of asking you before just like in in you know chatting when i see you and it seems like a weird question to ask but since we're here to ask weird questions i want to ask it sure so he described you in his intro as a cancer survivor and okay. i know that that phrase is like you know, people who have had cancer they they often refer to themselves as cancer survivors and it's really it's taken on meaning and identity do you do you refer to yourself that way do you have feelings um, about that phrase I guess I I have referred to myself in that way, like even like on like little bio things and things like that. But uh, it's still kind of surreal that it even existed. So I guess the most often I think of myself as a cancer survivor is when I talk to someone else that's had cancer, mm -hmm. and then it's like, oh, you had that, I had this, blah blah blah. Uh, um, also with the survival thing, it's like there have been some scares yeah. too. So it's like. There's survival, but also just like a little bit of uh, an undercurrent of just like tear that it'll come back yeah. at any point. Because um, you're, you're, you have to go back in to get checkups on a fairly yeah, regular basis. On a fairly regular basis, but like, what is it? Because it, it was in my lymph nodes, it got into my bone marrow, and there's weird things where like I have bone pain. Uh, even right now, I have bone pain. Um, it, it's weird because the side effects of post chemo. Or like the the symptoms of uh, after chemo uh, are similar to what the cancer coming back would right. be too. So it's like, oh, my bones hurt. Oh, let's scan you again. Um, oh, and it's terrify nothing. You in yeah, the process. it's, it's yeah. like, uh, God. I mean, I've been well now for four or five months, and I've gone in. I've had to be. I've had to get scanned. Uh, three times again so far so it's like what each time that's like a week or two of just like <sighs> walking on eggshells god but, damn but uh still healthy so that's yeah, yeah. no no that's uh let's you know what <laughs> to uh, hell no no you deserve it <laughs> i'll drink irresponsibly much uh to that uh which is more of a i don't know <laughs> let's get him to do a voiceover for heineken yeah. <laughs> what is that? Doogie Hauser does all those things oh, for yeah. Heineken, the, the <laughs> child. Doogie, uh, Doogie. No, he's got a real name. What does that he? man have to do Neil to not be Doogie? Patrick. I don't know. Harris. He tried to become America's darling and yeah. gay, but that wasn't enough to undoogie Hauser him to me. <laughs> America's darling gay. <laughs> Guys, that's a Broadway show and it's happening. <laughs> well, it was, uh, was it Hedwig me. and the Angry Inch, right? Yeah. He's a yeah. Broadway. He can, I don't know if he can. I know he can sing, but I've seen him sing. He's got kind of a vibrato, I think, that uh, like a quaver that people like. That, ah, sort of like, 
Water. That wasn't it, but uh, you know, I didn't I did do my warm up before we did You're this right. podcast. No, I that didn't was do my perfect. I meant to do my hour and a half vocal warm up from Lambda before I shouted into microphone. Well, uh, so moving away from Neil Patrick Shut Harris, uh, <laughs> I wanted to ask uh, too. So, how? Uh, how did you find out that you had cancer? Like, what were you having symptoms and, and I, um, Facebook? Yeah, I got <laughs> cancer. Facebooked you? I got from. Uh, I found out from my own Facebook announcement. Um, <laughs> what was it? I uh, no, I was I was just getting steadily more and more sick, and then I realized I was getting more sick. What do you mean by that? Like, uh, like I was I was just sleeping a ton. Like it went from like uh, I was ten hours, and then it was twelve hours, Christ. and then it was fourteen hours a day, um, and then. I started like sweating a lot in my sleep, um, and I then I just sharply lost uh, like 25 pounds in one month, and I didn't even realize it. Mm-hmm. That I just went to the doctor, stepped on a scale, and it's like, oh, that's a lot of weight. Um, <laughs> and I and I actually over there was like seven months of trying to figure out why I was getting sick three to four of those months trying to convince doctors that I wasn't crazy. What? And that it, was, that it wasn't just stress. And uh, a ton, I mean, at first they were just like, oh, you're just stressed out. Are you certain you're not taking drugs? And it's like, <laughs> I'm not taking drugs. If I were like doing cocaine, uh, how big of an asshole would I be to keep going <laughs> back in? And it's like, I don't know what all these cocaine symptoms yeah. are. A lot of sleep. People are famous for sleeping on cocaine. Yeah, it is. That's a good point. You too. can't wake up all this coke in my blood. Yeah. <laughs> That's a very good point. Um, you can have that. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. I pre- it all pays off. Check out our other podcast, You Can Have That, <laughs> where <laughs> shitty comedians give better comedians ideas <laughs> that they will never use. Oh, come on. I, but... Uh, <laughs> It is a valid point. Registered. Um, <laughs> then I had a my general practitioner doctor uh, started sending me to all these other doctors, like because uh, they couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. Like I, they eventually, I lost the weight, and then they took some blood and said like my iron was super low. So they were like, "Oh, is it is it like anemia? Is it a thyroid problem? Is mm. it?" And uh, I I. I used to black out when they would draw blood from me and they took like a hundred tubes of blood, like just so many tests, so yeah. many specialists, all of the specialists asked if I was doing drugs, what would like treat me like I was a uh, reprobate. Yeah. Like I it was just like, cause I'm kind of skinny artistic people. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then eventually, uh, after all these tests, they were just like, okay, we're just going to give you, a CAT scan. Uh, I lay down, did the CAT scan and the tube and all of that. Uh, got out of there, talked to the technician who was doing the CAT scan. I was like, when is my doctor going to hear word about this? And they were like, ah, probably in one or two weeks uh, is when you'll hear from your doctor. And then when I was walking out of the place, uh, they called me immediately saying like, oh, something's not right. What? Um, and then that's when they started to know that it was probably cancer. Uh, they had to do a few more tests. There's this thing that they were gonna, uh, that they did, which was a, um, they ended up doing like a full biopsy and like pulling, maybe you can see the scars. Yeah. Like uh-huh. they started pulling things out of my neck, real fun. But before that, they did this thing which was called a, 
a fine needle biopsy uh-huh. uh whereas where they took this spray, this cold spray, no. sprayed it on my neck. No. And what they do is they take these needles no. and they just scrape it around no. and hope they get some tissue. No. So they Jesus. did that with about 11 different of oh. them. I, it was at this place in Chelsea. It was this uh, nice middle-aged gay doctor who kept telling me that I couldn't dance and kept making inappropriate <laughs> Like weird quirky <laughs> jokes. Nice guy, but he was like, uh, if you can only, if you can't take a needle, I don't even want to see you on the dance floor. <laughs> it's like what the? He's like scraping the inside of my oh. neck with a needle. Uh, Hip a creepy oath, am I right? <laughs> yeah. Am I right? You can have that. Check <laughs> us out on you can have that. Oh. Uh, and then that test turned out to be inconclusive. So then they cut me open and took some biopsies surgically. How and uh, during those biopsies, I've. Uh, I don't know. I, I I like wake up a lot when they put me under, so like oh. I like uh, during that. But I don't know why I'm telling you this. But like no, because we asked you to come. Yeah, and tell talk me. about yeah. this. Thank you. No, but during the biopsy, okay, they were cutting open my neck, yada yada. But they put me under for it. Um, but I remember the the uh, anesthesiologist, 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 anesthesiologist. Uh, Sleepy doctor. He was from Argentina. He had been in New York for 10 years also. We were talking about that, and then I fell asleep. And then I remember just getting back up uh, and continuing the conversation. <laughs> As if it had never stopped. Exactly. But there was like, but I could see blood, and I was like, oh, but that's, but I kept talking. And then he was just like, go back. And like, pushed me back down. <laughs> go back. <laughs> Carol Ann, go back into the light. No. Um. Yeah, but then it turned, uh, after that, uh, I woke up in a, I don't know, like a little receiving room or whatever, and they're like, uh, yeah, it's stage four Hodgkin's lymphoma. Uh, it's got the something cells, Sturberg cells, um, which is... Is that the thing that makes it Hodgkin's versus non-Hodgkin's? Uh, that's, I believe, I don't know what it is. That's the thing that makes up. it Hodgkin's. I don't know yeah. if it, what the qualifier right. for non-Hodgkin's but in is. Stage four is that you said it was in your bone marrow. That's when. Yeah, it spread. They had trouble finding it, too, because with lymph nodes, uh, usually you can, like, feel, like, the, the yeah. swelling or something swelling. Uh, with me, I got lucky. Uh, and they're all giant lymph nodes that were hiding, like, in between my lungs um, and in my bone marrow. So Jesus Christ! I mean, had they caught this earlier, would you have avoided stage four, or was it? Um, yeah, I'm not saying like to blame them. I just mean like yeah, and it's hard to know yeah when and how it progressed. They don't know what caused it or anything like that. It's you know, I feel so naive now because you're talking about the amount of time it took for them to even do a test that would test for cancer. Mm. Yeah. Like, I just feel like cancer is so prevalent that if you walk in with a handful of symptoms, we're like, you know, we're just going to test you for cancer right now just to like rule yeah. that out right yeah, away. Yeah, I don't know why. Um, I, like, I wonder if... insurance isn't like the best insurance. But yeah, is it like a, money or is it like we don't want to worry them so let's just be nice for a little while? I think or, they seriously didn't... Uh, I think they really thought it was just stress yeah. and were screwing around with me mm. because I've had um I mean they're nice enough but that's uh there's yeah I, I mean the the rigmarole they put me through wasn't right I mean I could I could see I, I I see what you're saying though like you you know like if you if you don't know Eric what Eric looks like he looks like he could be in the cast of rent 
as like a <laughs> like a young scrappy I'm I'm going to beat this city you know <laughs> one poorly caloried meal at a time <laughs> like he's 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 New York. He looks like New York to a lot of stodgy people, like the the exciting artsy part. So I could I could imagine, you know, a doctor being like this guy. He's probably at a rave all night. <laughs> Let's get you some electrolytes and get you out of here. Glow, no. <laughs> glow, glow in the dark. Just glow, just glow. Just just glow. glow. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, do you want to ask? Uh, do you want to ask him about his first time? Oh yeah. Um, this is a segment on our show called My First Time. Um, this is sort of uh, pivoting into the uh, the umbrella topic of this podcast, which is death and mortality and and how we understand and perceive it. So, do you remember, um, like as a kid, when you first understood that death was a thing, that it would happen to you, or or is it something that just sort of seeped in slowly? I was telling um, Sean and our other guests that mine was kind of like a weird. Uh, not weird, just very common. Like a, a neighborhood cat died, and yeah, okay. I like, remember asking my mom, like, "What? So what happened to that cat?" You know, just yeah. trying to piece that together. I did have a dog that got hit by a Mack truck, and then I watched it bleed to death. No. Well, that's that's. But it that right wasn't when I realized death. Like that didn't even click as a thing. I mean, then he got buried yeah. under a tree, but like in the backyard. But I don't know if that's when death registered. I mean, it, it might have just... Um, I think for a lot of people, it does seep in unless there's something just immediate and specific. Like, my I, I was, my dad gave me a religious tract about what it happens after you die, which was all just hilarious nonsense, but it was about death. So that's when I... He, like, forced me to start thinking about, you know, you, son, you don't have a lot of time on this earth, so, you know, you have Sean's to accept Sean's dad is Jesus. from El Salvador. Yeah, that's... Yeah, <laughs> he's like, you have to accept Jesus in your heart. So, and he made me say this litany to accept Jesus into my heart. And I was like, like, I don't know what I'm saying, but I also know this is silly, but I also know death isn't. So now this is a bad combo. Yeah. That's what I knew. I, um... Like, I think... I mean, I, I guess I accepted death pretty early on, but I do know that it wasn't until, like, high school where I saw my, like, my grandfather passed away, and I just saw his body after he had died, like, immediately, because he was just laying in a bed, dead, mm. uh, and it, I was just surprised at how quickly, because you can't see, like, the minute breathing and the, the yeah. things going on, it's just completely still, I, I was uh, a little bit shocked by how quickly it turned into an object and yeah. not a person anymore uh and then that i mean that that's maybe not exactly when it clicked but like that was like at least another step of realizing like oh this is like a wax figure now mm -hmm. well the difference between being alive and just being a thing yeah you know that's huge that which actually goes into uh another one of the other sections we're gonna do uh called uh this is called tragically uh, cinematically I'm glad you bring up tragically cinematically because <laughs> you were just you t saying that reminds me um <laughs> this is such a stupid reference but I even wrote an essay about this once um did you ever see the movie The Edge with uh uh Anthony Hopkins and Alec Baldwin No um, I don't know if I have It's like one of those it's a mammoth movie, men right? go yeah mammoth yeah, wrote it's it David Bam. It's like men in the wilderness you know being tested and uh by bears <laughs> but uh 
once they get into the wilderness, it's basically Anthony Hopkins, Alec Baldwin, and Harold Perrineau Jr. And because he's the black guy, guess what's going to happen to him? And a bear starts stalking them. And there's a scene, and I insist this is more terrifying than The Revenant. Um, The bear attacks Harold Perrineau because he's already hurt and bleeding. And the way the bear attacks him in the shot, he's screaming, wailing, crying, and then rip, nothing. He's just meat all of a sudden. Yikes. And it's so, like, it really drives home that, oh, I am a full human thing and half a tick away from just being meat. Yeah, yeah. And it just, that like, haunted me for a long yeah, time. Yeah, that's very similar to how I registered my grandfather as meat. <laughs> <laughs> um you like were the bear. <laughs> <laughs> I was Sorry. a hungry boy, growing boy. <laughs> that's that's what green uh, green cemeteries are all about. We just have a guy who eats all the bodies. <laughs> it's great. It's great for the environment. It's great for his tummy. Come on down to green cemetery to yum yum green cemeteries. <laughs> but what a like are there is there like a movie death that particularly haunted you? Well, yeah, was, my dad took me to uh, go see Transformers the movie, the original 1986. That one. Um, uh, the cartoon and uh, there's uh, it's you know you grew up with all these characters you, it was a TV series and then they came out with this movie you're so excited like oh my god a movie about this show I love and within like the first 10 minutes your hero just is just des- de- destroyed Optimus Prime dies on a deathbed well, this is a great uh, wordsmith he died on a deathbed uh, and he just like you, they, they even have like a, a Autobot, like a boop, boop, boop. <laughs> yeah, they do, they do. It's going the whole time, and they have this sad music, like boop. I remember boop, this, boop. but what? How did he? What caused his death? Well, I'll tell you. Um, <laughs> Optimus Prime. There, the, the 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 Decepticons were attacking Autobot City, right? And they, it's woefully understaffed. The Decepticons have always been more powerful, and they're better warriors. Like when the schism happened, that's it was sort of like you know the the hawks and the doves, and so they're attacking and they're just destroying all the, you know just really nailing down. And the Autobots are about to lose, uh, and uh, Optimus Prime gets in the Ark. That's their ship, and. Uh, he and uh, Ironhide and Ratchet and a few of your other favorites are taken off from Cybertron and, and they land and then Prime just he gets out of the back and he's like he rockets out of the back and he lands he's like boop 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 and he's like sound waves down it's fucking amazing and then you hear like Cup go Prime's turning the tide of battle and he's like destroying everybody he gets the Insecticons everybody's falling and finally gets to Megatron and he's fighting Megatron he's doing okay but he's getting hurt too because Megatron's a badass and then Rodimus Prime says no you don't Megatron and he tries to grab Megatron but Megatron's a fucking badass pins Rodimus in front of him and uses him as a shield and then blasts Prime with his gun like three times in his midriff and Prime's basically mortally wounded but he keeps fighting and that's when they have that big moment I would have waited an eternity for this Prime and then he goes one shall stand one it's and then he kicks him off and they're both basically ready for death and then he dies from those wounds later anyways guys That's come check out my other podcast for. i talk about transformers the movie <laughs> i'm tired ah. that's the best work i've done since lambda everybody <laughs> uh eric same question <laughs> um i th- i don't even know if it, i mean i guess that's optimus prime <laughs> and i guess this is a little bit like not really real either but it was uh i forget which nightmare on elm street Movie Ooh. it was that fucked me up. Was as it a the kid. third one? 
It was no that well the third one. That's the asylum one. Puppet man. Oh really? Oh that's no, the puppet one. Yeah, that's the one that yeah. fucked me yeah. up, where they pulled out the veins. Yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. That screwed me up. Oh, and as then a he kid. falls out of the. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Meg's shaking her head in horror. I still, I still <laughs> feel like uh, if I think about my veins, I can still feel a little tug at them oh, right yeah, now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh God, yeah. You can, you really can feel the visceral like pulling of your body yeah. upwards by a, a monster puppet master. It is Dream Warriors. Um, check out the song by Dokken. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, but that's where, like, there's the kid in the uh, wheelchair and the, like, yeah. like, the rest of the movie is probably one of the, it's pretty cool because there's, like, a D&D kid. And... Yeah. yeah. I really liked that one. The The first one and the third one are my favorites, actually. What was the fourth one? Was it, Did it taper off badly after that? Like, or were they, like, was four Sorta. okay? Actually, what, my theory yeah. is the odd-numbered ones are good. One, three, and, and five is uh, pretty good. Uh, and the even ones, you know. Yeah. Take give or, or take. Yeah. Give or take. <laughs> um, I wanted to uh, talk just a little bit, because Sean mentioned your comedy special came out, and I read uh, the Split Sider interview with you, which, uh, by the way, the, the again, I, we've said it several times, I've we've always found you hilarious oh, and wonderful. Um, but the stuff that you were writing on social media while you were dealing with yeah. cancer and, and chemo, is just fucking hilarious. But I, in the, 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 the split sider um, interview uh, you were talking about uh, getting the half hour special and agents suddenly calling you and you <laughs> yeah. said uh, cancer is my best agent. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> they just want to hop on board. And already <laughs> succeeding. It's silly, but like, it's yeah, amazing. if I want another special, I'll just get cancer again. Or, <laughs> oh, you got to shake it up, man. It's gotta yeah, be something get, else. Get, get, Gotta catch the old age. Yeah. The one, the fun one to catch. <laughs> I've got a uh, spina bifida. Is that good enough? Shark attack. Shark, shark attack. Shark yeah. attack. People will be like, good. he had cancer and then he got attacked by a shark. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> unkillable. <laughs> He's still oh surfing. Think <laughs> in New York? I guess so. I don't want to dig too deep into the story. I just like the story. <laughs> He's a survivor. So, do you like, you know, after something this crazy, uh, su- such a crazy close brush with morta- your own mortality do you have long term goals or do you not even bother thinking that way um <laughs> I have oh <laughs> I mean I've never had long term goals <laughs> oh, there we go That's um, but I, I guess I'm just trying to yeah I don't know I don't are you know. a day by day guy to begin I'm with I'm a day to day guy to begin with yeah. which is foolish <laughs> I should be trying harder. I should get organized. Yeah, but you know, there are those people who put together a five year plan and do maybe like a week's worth of it. And then the tiny 1% who put together a five year plan and actually do it. And then yeah. there's the rest of us who are like, ah, five year plan. That's a lot of work. I mean, I thought after cancer, I was going to be like, ah, I'm going to get out of bed and embrace life. But then it's like, there's still weeks now where I don't leave my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> it's still, it's like. I could have done that. I mean, yeah. I did that for like six months, just <laughs> laying there watching TV. And I'm in like, a prison. And exactly. now you're like, this is a great prison. Exactly. <laughs> now I don't mind it. <laughs> Netflix and sit still. Yeah, I just watched all of uh, Stranger <laughs> Things finally. That's oh, great. Right? It is yes. great. I love Eleven. Oh, oh she's so cute. She, and she, the, that uh, not to digress she too much, but that cute. actress was on our show recently, and what? she is just as delightful as you could possibly imagine. Yeah. Super it, fun, yeah. And I had a callback with Dustin. No, no, is she just as, uh, 
Is she like her character in person, or is she like more? No, she's super, cheerful. you know, just goofball, engaging. She was high fiving the crew, oh. and like she was doing a bit with uh, Stephen and uh, just joking with him the whole time in between shots. God, and those kids are also yeah. good in that thing. They're wonder, also good. She's got she, her shit together. It's disturbing. Yeah. She has to freak people out though. If she ever gets a bloody nose, they probably start looking around the room <laughs> to see what's going on. Did you feel the wind move? Did you feel it? <laughs> I felt it. It was her. Yeah, it's yeah. I had a, I had a callback with the the kid Dustin the, with the curly haired kid. Oh, the uh, kid that, that looks like a smiley caricature. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's it just he was uh it was like a sleepy Saturday too, and there was like uh, you know, five people in the callback room, and uh, he comes out of the audition room. And I was just sitting there, sitting next to this lady who I'd been chatting with a little bit. And uh, she comes out, and I I couldn't keep it together. I was like, you're so good. You are so good. Oh, my God. You're so good. I never do this. And I know it's weird because you're so much younger than me, but you are so good in that. You have so much heart and blah, blah, blah. I was like, and he was really cool about it. He was like, thanks, man. That's really nice of you. And then he, <laughs> his mom is the lady I was sitting next to. They're just sad. They were like, told me about his life for a little while because I was such a loser. Just like, tell me about your son's success. <laughs> can I have some of well, that? Huge success, and everybody yeah. loved that kid yeah. on there. Yeah. How can I be like that, mom? Will you be my mom? I didn't ask her. She'd be my mom. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised you didn't. That I, seems like a you told her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're, I, I didn't ask. You're my mom. I live in <laughs> South Jersey now, or wherever it is we live. <laughs> Uh, Should we move on to uh, yeah. shut up, shut up, shut up? Shut up. Do we have shut time for shut, shut up, up, shut up, shut up? I think we can do it pretty quickly. Okay. Um, uh, brand new segment on the show. Cool. Shut up, shut up, shut up. Um, so uh, the preparing for death is something that a lot of people have trouble shut up, talking shut up, about. Shut up, shut up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, like for example, um, every time I go to visit my family in Alabama, my mom likes to talk about what jewelry I'm getting when she dies, and I literally say, shut up, shut up, shut up. I don't want to hear about <laughs> it. My sister, meanwhile, like has little pink dots on furniture and shit that she gets when... My, my mom is not imminently what? dying. She's in her 70s, but she's fine. But th- there's a... You know, I would Some rather not discuss it. Some people are chill with it. Some people aren't. And, you know... We're, I'm 41, you're 39. We've like casually I'm a couple of drinks in, we'll be like, should we make a will sometime? No, we're fine. <laughs> um, like, are you, do you, have you before cancer, did you think about stuff like that? Have you thought about it since? Um, like just things set up or just like you're asking like if I have contingency plans for information <laughs> exactly. about my enemies to be released by <laughs> the media if I disappear or are, yes, you, I are you leaving me anything <laughs> um am I leaving you the uh have I made any plans I don't have a will so, um nope do I like have you thought about would you want to be you know even if not cancer related just in the future of has it ever, have you ever gotten stuck thinking about, God, do I want to be cremated or be in the ground? Oh, God, oh, God, I don't want to think yeah, about it. Yeah, I have a hard I time mean, I guess that. the closest, it's like I've talked to my girlfriend about, like, if I die, uh, and then we just get sad. <laughs> yeah. But there's no planning on, like, where things will go. Um, I have thought about, because today I saw an abandoned TGI Fridays <laughs> and Jesus. thought that I, like, that's the place to haunt. <laughs> Once I die. I think you even tweeted something about TGI Fridays once. It was like, did you know that for the six other days of the week, TGI Fridays doesn't thank God? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I remember reading that. They are. I'm surprised you remember that. Um, Big yeah, fan. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, tater skins. 
Yeah, I, Sean and I both have. Uh, this is as far as we've gotten with that. Um, he has a. Is, I've not looked at it. I promise, but he has a very extensive document on his computer. That's a an if I die document. I have a text it's edit file. <laughs> that's a that, that's basically like. Uh, don't let my mom play my funeral. <laughs> and uh, this one preacher I had when I was a, I was a kid can speak, but he cannot mention God. Uh, at my uh, um, so, but it's like a bullet point list of. Maybe I just should make one of those. Yeah. yeah, keep it simple. It's fun just to have that on your desktop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I want Leonardo or any of the Ninja Turtles to speak at my funeral. <laughs> uh, Leonardo. Is that your favorite? No, no, Raphael. I love the. Raphael's trouble. my favorite. Right, he's troubled. He's a loner. Yeah. He gets it. Michelangelo doesn't take it seriously enough. Donatello's too myopic. Leonardo's got the burden, you know? And, yeah, and he's got the bur- He's got a little bit of the party dude and a real bit, mm-hmm. little bit of the responsibility, yeah. but he knows it's a nightmare. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. It's sort of like Lionel had to be, he had to take that test to prove he was worthy to lead the Thundercats. Uh, he had to be a little bit like Panthera, a little bit like Chitara, a little yeah. bit like Tigra. Beat them at their own game to prove he's worthy to lead. Guys, this has been 80s Cartoons <laughs> Podcast. Plus, plus he teams up with Casey Jones just to beat people up in the middle of the night. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty cool. I'm sorry, I didn't catch any of that. I was thinking about curtains. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's lady time. That's our little That's our little joke. Yeah. Mm. Um, do you want to don't worry about it a little bit? Yeah, let's do don't worry about it. We're going to wrap up now with don't worry about it. Uh, this is um uh, the moment on the show where we... We, we talk about things that we might have seen or heard or experienced this week that made us uh, stop dwelling on our, you know, bullshit, mm-hmm. mor- mortal Something coils. nice to leave our audience yeah. not thinking about the horrors of the vacuum that is existence outside <laughs> of your own body. It's real. It's an upbeat section. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and I, I've got one uh, that okay. happened just last night. Yeah. Um, uh, Sean and I were um, he went into a, a store to get a, a, a rotisserie chicken oh. and um, I was holding our bikes outside and I was standing there and a, a group of, of roughhousing boys were, were walking by and uh, two of them really started to tussle and, and, and fell into the garbage and then one actually got mad and so he pulled his shirt off and then the other kid pulled his shirt off and then they kind of stood wrestled at each other for a little while and it was kind of hard to tell whether they were really angry or, or just you know playing and uh but the whole little gr- gaggle of them was moving closer and closer and you could sort of imagine all right they just fell into all this garbage they could easily like fall into me and my <laughs> bikes and stuff like that and uh. that would be a to-do and uh, so as they were passing me i looked into the window of the store sean was in and this the guy who the cook who'd been there just really you know focused on cooking the whole time Mm -hmm. I noticed he had stopped and he was looking at me to make sure that they got past me and I was safe and I looked at Uh. him and smiled and he smiled and kind of gave me a little thumbs up and then went back to to cooking and it was just a nice little moment he and I had. That's nice. Those little things like those they pass quickly but they carry a lot more weight than you would expect like just you're a stranger I'm a stranger I guess we're not strangers to each other exactly (laughs) right now you just built a (laughs) tiny wormhole into each other's hearts. Um, I'll do mine, then I'll ask you, Eric. Uh, I recently shot an episode of uh, Blue Bloods. I had a nice little guest star on it. On CBS. Uh, on CBS. Ooh. I'm Eric Bergstrom <laughs> on CBS. CBS. Letters. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, anyways, uh, you know, uh, sets can be weird. 
you know, sometimes they're clinical. Sometimes they're very factory-like. You know, it's all about, like, get the shot, get the shot, go, 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 get these actors out of here so we don't pay them for two days. Um, and uh, I didn't know what to expect because I was doing the scene with uh, Donnie Wahlberg. And he... One was, of the top two Wahlbergs. <laughs> <laughs> he was a delight. He made Aww. everything so nice. And, I, like, I, he, I was wearing a Red Sox T-shirt... He's from Boston, obviously, and he was like, where are you from? It's like, I'm from Framingham. They got a prison there. I don't like it. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is fun. You're a fun, this is fun. And then we got to the, we started shooting, and he was, like, in between takes, he was like, tell me, uh, like, he was like telling the crew, he was like, don't, um, give, him this, give this guy the benefit of the doubt. He's from Framingham. If he fucks this one up, you can fuck his shots up after that. But give him one, give him one. It was, it was like a warm moment in a very cold business from another complete stranger who had no reason to be nice yeah but was so thank you donnie eric how about you this is something but don't worry about something with something it's do, don't worry about it it's something, something nice good out of something yeah uh, that makes you i think worrying. i even posted something about this but like uh was it that bomb went off mm. uh by the united nations and i i was taking a cab uh uptown um i was stuck in the cab because there's traffic for like half an hour to 45 minutes and it was the the driver was like this Sikh Indian dude with a uh yeah the turban and yeah. everything uh and he couldn't have been more proud that the person who helped catch the bomber uh was also a Sikh uh Indian fellow uh and he kept he kept talking about like I was surprised but he kept talking about uh how he was he's very pro-Trump uh, that surprised me, but he, but he also kept yelling about terrorists. Uh, you don't like you don't like this country. Why have you why'd you come to this country? Have you tried the pizza? Get out! <laughs> I love it. Uh, and then we were stuck uh, in the cab for a long time. He showed me a picture of um, <laughs> on his phone of uh, when he was in the U.S. military wearing yeah. his turban. Uh, I even I talked to his wife. Uh, briefly on speakerphone <laughs> because he wanted me to tell uh, to explain to her that there was traffic and he wasn't just out drinking. Um, he was a super nice guy and I, I don't know that kind of cheered me up because he. Uh, that's it. Because because I I mean unless yeah I don't want to say it's like ah oh, that's like the a gem something horrible happened and then it's like yeah yeah, oh, yeah. but it pays off because some because <laughs> yeah. I got to have fun. Fun, but like it's uh, it was it was a very nice human moment of interacting with someone I never would have otherwise. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's exactly what don't worry don't worry about it is about. It's you know, your brain goes to those stray thoughts about mortality and what's going on in the world and everything's scary and you see somebody like that just for no reason is cool. Yeah, nice to mm-hmm. you. And I'm certain he doesn't day. remember my name. I I uh, don't want to. S- I mean, I kind of remember his name, but, but yeah. I, I'll sound racist if I mispronounce <laughs> it right now. So it's like... Call him Larry. Larry. Larry was great. That was my grandpa's name. Larry? Oh. Yeah. Great meat. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, this has been Stupid Human Suits. Eric ate his grandfather. I'm Sean Crespo. Oh, did you want to do the... Um, the what are you doing? The you say prayer. your name. Oh, no, God damn it. You forgot the, the most important... <sighs> It was such a good thing. You just, yeah. you just killed that. I'm sorry. Read the room, Carol. Okay. We're not editing this out. <laughs> just no, leave, leave it. All leave this it. horribleness. This is Wait, perfect. Where is it?
Uh, Eric, so uh, at the end of every show, we like to read this secular prayer to... Ooh. In, uh, to, in honor of our fellow human beings to let them know they're not alone in the universe, even though we you all are. You don't have to join in, but you're no, welcome No, I to. will. I don't even, I don't care what it says. I'll read it. We're going to put some music <laughs> underneath, and we're just all going to read this together. We, and keep in mind, a world-famous astronomer just did this to us. <laughs> Ooh. You ready? Yeah. Our fellow humans who are here and now, hallowed be thy consciousness. Thy kingdom floats in a universe so vast it's like totally bananas, man. Therefore be kind to each other, for thou art all thou have. And don't eat so much bread. When you do, make sure it's whole grain. It's better for you. Ask forgiveness of your trespasses and forgive those who trespass against you, because all of us can be really fucking annoying from time to time. For thou art the mind inside thine stupid human suit, the only one of its kind, right here, right now. We are thus also, and that must simply be enough. Amen. Lovely. This has been Stupid Human Suits. Stupid Human Suits. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to cavecomedyradio.com. 